Hello, everybody. Appreciate you coming today. Uh, it looks like it's near perfect outside right now. <laughs> I think our guys will like it out there. It's a kind of football weather, so it'll be good today. Uh, uh, listen, uh, just before we get started, sharing a few injury uh, updates with you. Uh, we lost Greg Allen um, last week in the pregame, actually. Uh, he injured his groin, and he had surgery uh, to repair that here over the weekend. So uh, we're Probably going to be without him for a little while, but he, he had a pretty severe injury there. Uh, Montel Cozart is still going to be out. He's still got quite a bit of discomfort right now. He's, he's going to have a hard time uh, playing until he can get that discomfort completely out. Right now, it's just not there. Uh, Skylar Miles is another guy you didn't see him play uh, the other night. Uh, he's struggling a little bit with some knee stuff, and it's it, just a nagging deal that he's had quite a few knee injuries throughout his career, and it's just giving him a hard time. So uh, hopefully we can get him in the game this week, but it, it, as of right now, uh, it looks like he may not be able, be able to go. We'll, we'll see how he goes this week. Uh, Jordan Shelley Smith has a concussion from the game. He left uh, and never returned, uh, and he's another guy that we'll, we'll wait and see how the week goes. But uh, as of right now, uh, I, would, I would rule him out un, until he uh, shows some vast improvement. Right now, he's just not there. Um, after watching the video, there's um, there's uh, a lot of things obviously that are uh, evident there. I think the big thing we got to do is we look at that tape is really go to school on kind of uh, what we control, and I think that's kind of big to be, been the message for us all year as a, a young team is listen, let's control the controllables. All right, let's take care of the controllables, and then from there, let's work on getting better at our craft and better at, at our execution on both sides of the ball. We've got to do a much better job of controlling those controllables, and, and uh, we, you know, we, we kind of took a step back the other day uh, in that area, and we've got to get better there. Uh, you know, honestly, as I looked at the tape, effort was not an issue. Uh, I, was, I was pretty upset after the game, and uh, like always, man, it, uh, it's one of those deals. You, uh, it's never as good as you think it is and never as bad as you think it is. I go back and look at the tape, and, um, man, I'll tell you this. Uh, if I make a mistake, I'm man enough to own up to it. And I told our guys I didn't see anybody quit, which is great. Uh, I think maybe the thing that I wanted to impress on our team was uh, on that sideline, we need to make sure we can carry energy till that last second goes off that clock. And I think that was kind of the, the deal that I wanted to make sure that they understood is that we've been pretty good at that regardless of our situation. And we got to continue to do that. But I was proud of them for playing hard through the entire game. Now, we had some, we had some loafs in the game, which most people have those throughout a game. Uh, but as far as some of the things that I was concerned, at, concerned about, when I went back and looked at the tape, uh, those kids were still hustling to the ball. They were, they were getting hats to the ball, population to the ball. Uh, even when we were breaking down in, in execution at times. So, uh, you know, the good news is we can correct all that, and that's, that's good. We just have a, we have a long way to go with just perfecting our craft. We've got to get a lot better at each position at uh, correcting, you know, the things that we're not doing well. Um, you know, it really comes down to a couple of things, accurate execution. Uh, that showed back up this week, and we've got to be able to put that to sleep and not let it come back. Accurate execution people using proper technique at the point of attack, and then, you know, offensively finishing blocks and, and finishing runs and, and capitalizing on opportunities. Because, honestly, as we look at that tape, you know, there's five or six opportunities early in that game that maybe it changes a little bit if we execute correctly in all areas. And it, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of one time it's the quarterback, one time it's the old line, and, and we just got to get on the same page to get that done. There was a, a couple of times in there where we really had a chance to maybe change that game early, which you never know what happens when that, when that happens. Same thing defensively. We had a chance to get them off the field three or four times on that first drive. 
Uh, one of them was a fourth down, and we had a call where if we get, you know, we get the guy down in the right leverage, we've got that thing snuffed out, and we just didn't get the right leverage, and he got the, got the first, down, first down on the fourth and four. Those are just the differences in, in being able to get off the field and not. And, you know, as we showed our team that, I think they could see, you know what, we're not, we're not near as far away as we think we are if we can fix those things. Uh, so with that being said, you know what, when we look at, our, look at the tape with our team yesterday, uh, you know, as, as crazy as it sounds, I, I know they're encouraged because they can see how much different it could have been had they taken care of business a little bit differently. And we as coaches, we keep looking inside too to see how we could say it differently. How could we teach it differently? How come, how come it's not being applied 100% of the time? Because 98 ain't okay. Because the 2% that you leave out there is when it hurts you. So those are all things that we, we feel great about moving forward, that we will make those corrections. Got a lot of young guys playing, but that is absolutely no excuse because they get the information they need. They got to go out there and translate it to the big field. And sometimes that takes a little time. Uh, but we don't have a lot of time. we got to get ready to play, and we're playing really good opponents, and we have another great one coming in here this week. It's going to be a really good opportunity. So we'll get back to work today on the very foundation of what we have to do to get better, which is working on our craft and improving our fundamentals. Uh, Coach Stoops and those guys are coming in here this week, and they're riding a, a couple-game winning streak, and, man, those guys are 6-1 and one, uh, and unbelievably coached team. He does an unbelievable job, as you guys know. Uh, they look like a big, strong, well-coached football team, just like they always do at OU. Uh, they run the ball extremely well. Lincoln Riley is their new offensive coordinator, and he has done a great job of bringing a run game in there uh, that they really can hang their hat on. Uh, Bill Biedenbaugh is the offensive line coach, and, man, those young offensive linemen, they don't play like young offensive linemen. They're really good. Uh, you would not know that's a, that is a, a set of – five new guys. I mean, there's a bunch of new guys playing up there, and, boy, they he does a great job. He really does. They rushed for 400-plus yards last week, and I think, uh, 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 you know, uh, Samaji rushed for 270 at three touchdowns, and then Joe Mixon, that's a pretty good combination in the backfield. Those guys are pretty good. They're talented, and they, they put a couple other backs in the game that are, are pretty good players. You know, I mean, that's Coach, Coach Stoops and then Coach Gundy. He always going to have a few running backs there. So they've done a good job of amassing talent. Uh, Samaji, he, you know, he had a, a big effort against us last year. So we obviously have, uh, uh, we have some things that we really got to do to prepare for it, that guy. Listen, he's talented. He is really good. He is a good back. He's as good a back as I've seen all year. Uh, I think him and Leonard Fournette are two of the best guys I've seen in a long time. He's got great vision. Great strength, great speed, great explosion. Did I say great speed? The guy can run. I mean, he, this guy's a good player. He is a really good player. Joe Mixon's a good player. Uh, they're really good football players, and those guys up front give them holes to run through and makes it even tougher to stop them. Um, they're good, man, and he does a really good job. Uh, and I hear nothing but great things about that kid, which is good to hear when you hear about a kid being that good of a player. Um, you know, the thing that people I don't think are talking about enough is the job that Mike Stoops has done defensively. Um, he's got them in the top of the league in just about every statistical category, including total defense, pass defense, pass defense efficiency. I mean, the list goes on and on. Turnovers, interceptions. I mean, they are an up, upfield attacking style of defense. He did it a long time ago and was very successful, and he's got himself back there doing exactly the same thing. It is always a great, uh, great challenge, but it's always a, a great opportunity to go against such good football minds like those guys have over there. Um, and then they've got a really young kicker. Uh, I think he's a freshman kid. Uh, I think he might be out of Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. But 
he's handling, I think, both the duties. He's a good player. He's a good player. They do a great job recruiting, a great job evaluating, and those suckers play hard, man. They're, they're one of the better teams I've seen on tape. They've done a really, really nice job. So it will be a uh, will definitely be a challenge, but it's some one that we're certainly looking forward to on our homecoming this week. So let's take some questions. When you talk about OU's defense uh, being off the field attack, what does that change for Ryan? You know, a, a freshman out there, obviously a lot of what he's seeing week to week is, is almost new to him. Right. Um, are there ways you can make life easier for him even though they're about to make it miserable? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, obviously that's their goal. And, I mean, you know, when I know you got a young quarterback, I'm going to come after him and try to see if I can get some hits on him, which – I mean, we're not we're not any different than anyone else in the country. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna do that. Oklahoma State did that. They hit him early. Two of the first three plays, he got hit against Oklahoma State. You know what? If we protect him a little bit better, we've got a couple of wide open guys in the next series that maybe it's a little bit different because he doesn't hang in there and see them. So that that's a, a big deal. We got to do is we got to do a better job of protecting him because when that guy gets protection, man, he's pretty accurate. Uh, he makes some pretty daggum good throws. Uh, when he's just like every other quarterback out there, man. There, there's a there there becomes a breaking point where that mental time clock speeds up when you're starting starting to get hit, you know, a little bit early in your progression. So um, I think the thing that'll help him is that he'll get better every every week at seeing the progressions and seeing the blitz beaters and being able to handle that, recognizing one high and two high defenses, which is something we're putting a lot of emphasis on, you know, with him in his progression, but I think the big thing is making sure that we do a good job of protecting him, putting him in good passing situations, and, um, you know, really kind of making sure that if we have to add extra to the protection to be able to give him an opportunity to throw, those are things that we'll have to consider. Yeah, Trey said Michael Cummings was, was helping Ryan, hey, speed up that clock during the game last week. What do you do to, to practice that or to teach that? I mean, are there ways, are there drills, or, or is it just reps? And, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of it is built into our drill work. I mean, for us, a lot of what we do with our quarterbacks is always set, reset. You very seldom get to take your three-step drop and just be able to throw it just on a regular rhythm. It just doesn't happen like that in, in uh, college football for a lot of teams. Uh, so we are constantly working set, reset in, in situations that are not – not what you would call normal. So he, he's gotten a lot better at his feet. I think that's one of the areas that he really struggled with when he first got here was just footwork, and that helps you go through your reads, your progression. So that, that is something that will certainly help us. And then I think really – we I think we do a really good job here. Our scout team does a really good job of, of really showing us the type of looks we need to see with pressure each week. Um, and, you know, we got to continue to do that and being able to get to him and – it's kind of a double-edged sword. You're going to hit him in practice or not? You know, there's some things that he's got to be able to learn. So, uh, but you know what? He he also made some. I mean, this guy made some really good plays with guys barreling down on him the other day. I mean, he made some throws that you're like, wow, how did he do that with that guy? And he just got hit on that same look just a few minutes ago. So, uh, man, I I really like this kid. I keep saying it over and over again. I love his spirit. He was never. Not one second did he have anything less than a smile on his face. It was almost like he didn't know what he didn't know, which is kind of good at times. Uh, but you got to love his spirit. And he kept playing. He's a tough sucker boy because at ride home he had he had contraptions hanging all off of him, ice and all that kind of stuff. But he smiled the whole way home. I'm, uh, I uh, I really like this guy. Traditionally, uh, the, the Big 12 is known as a high-scoring league and the SEC is the defense. But you've already faced the monsters from Baylor. You've faced the – well, I tell you what, it's a great, great observation by you, Tom, because they're closing the gap now. It is, uh, 
And if you notice, I mean, you go, you go look at the trends, uh, people are not near as spread out as they used to be. I mean, there's a fullback in there, there's a move tight end, there's some extra things in there because those defenses are getting to you now. And, you know, they, it's, it, the league, it's, it's, it's really cool to watch football evolve because it, it moves and it comes back to where it was and it goes, you know, those defensive guys are smart guys. I mean, I never thought anybody would be able to catch up with the power read play. I just didn't know how you could ever defend that. And, well, they figure out how to stop that pretty quick or they find a way to squeeze it off just a bit to make you have to go back to doing something else because it lies to you. You know, this team runs it, runs it. They do a really good job of it, and they do it to the single side a lot of times, which, you know, that that's something you don't see very often. I mean, they, they do a really nice job, and I think those are the guys that stay on the cutting edge offensively are going to be always a little bit ahead of the game because those defensive guys are closing the gap. Mike's done a great job. When he first got there, um, you know, I – I don't know that they were as good as they are now, but boy, I tell you what, they have progressed and they have become one of the nation's top defenses. Them and Oklahoma State as well. Both those teams have done a really nice job. Uh, Coach, it's homecoming week. Does that have any added motivation? It absolutely does. You know, you you uh, you talk to your team about staying focused, and your job is to win the game for homecoming. That's what your job is to do. So we're going to stay focused, and, and, and our goal is to go win the football game for our fans and for our exes and all the people that, that uh, love KU. So our focus is making sure we take care of our job. We're the entertainment for them that week, and we have to give them what they need, which is to go win the game. So, uh, But we really don't do much different other than just make them aware that, hey, listen, people are counting on us just like they are every week. But this is homecoming, man. It's a big deal for our, our fans. Um, listen, make it about more than you. You don't do the scheduling, but uh, probably a lot of people who would have come in if they didn't have to stay home and go trick-or-treating with their kids. Would have come in for homecoming. Do you think that's unfortunate that homecoming's on Halloween? Yeah, I do. Uh, I really do. Um, it, it's a it's a holiday that you really can't control when it falls, unfortunately. But uh, you know, it, it it should be a really great night. Hopefully, the you know we can make it to a, to a point where we can get the football game in, and everybody can still go do their trick or treating and be able to get that done. So the good news is the game is at two thirty, and it's not at night at, at night at six o'clock. So. Uh, and like you said, the travel deal is all, the only thing that really kind of, you know, you wish that wasn't a piece that you had to deal with. But um, I think there'll still be a lot of folks here because it's important to them. Has something clicked uh, with, with Daniel Wise? I mean, he's starting to show up on the stat sheet a lot more. You notice him. I think he looks like he's playing a lot harder down to down. Has something clicked with him? He, uh, he definitely has. You know, I, I talk to those guys all the time about I have to feel you when I watch that t that video. I mean, we you you've got to draw our eye to you. Something's got to we got to feel your play. And you know, the other day that guy was getting them and really our defensive tackles actually did a pretty dead gum good job getting push and getting to the quarterback a few times. Now we missed him several times. Um, that was one of the things that we really got. You know, missed tackles showed back up. I think we had 23 missed tackles to 212 yards. Now a lot of that has to do with them, but. That's a lot of production after after you have a chance to get a guy down, and really at the point where we had a chance to get him sacked a few times. But um, I was talking to Coach Bowen this morning. I was like, man, I did not realize how long Daniel Wise's arms are. <laughs> that dude's got some long arms. He ran past the quarterback and and uh, he stuck his arm out, and he was a long ways from him, and he he was still in contact with the guy. I I can see him growing. You can see him. You, you start to feel him on the tape a little bit more. Um, you know, I think as he grows up and matures, he's going to continue to be a become a really good player for us along the way. We still got a bunch of young guys in there. Corey King, you know, he he got 
he he uh, he got passed over last week, and that dude made a, made a play that we hadn't seen made all year this year. Uh, had he not made the play, Oklahoma State had it blocked right enough for them to go for a long way. And he beat his man, he got across, and he wasn't supposed to make that play, but he made it. So I think the competition down there is getting better. I think it's starting to help us a little bit there. Uh, obviously, we didn't do it enough, but there's some things that we have to draw from as coaches to show them, hey, listen, this is what we can do when we do it on an all-the-time basis. Is that, is that where Coach Thibodeau can, can come in handy? I mean, just having played you know, down in those coaches and at a high level. I mean, you, you don't have a bunch of upperclassmen there other than Corey, but he hasn't been here. Yeah. You know, guys that, that those young guys can kind of learn from and learn on a little bit. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like a guy that played the position in the conference you're in at the highest level and did it at a high level. Um, and, you know, just listening to him in his meeting room and talking – or listening to him talk technique and hearing him talk about the little ins and outs that unless you're a D-line coach you don't know about, it's, it's interesting to listen to because um, he's pretty good at his craft. And I, I could think you can see those guys getting a little bit better every week. We need to do the same thing with our DNs. They need to start coming along. Um, you know, Ben's been pretty consistent with us. He didn't have his, greatest, his best game the other day, and I know he took that personally. So I look for him to come back and try to rebound this week. But we've got to get some more production from those DNs. I thought Dorrance Armstrong actually – Played pretty decent for a young guy. He's getting better. He's added another five or six pounds this week. I mean, the guy's getting bigger, stronger, faster, does everything we ask him to do. He made a few tackles this this week coming underneath, which is, you know, I mean, I'm for the first year you were thinking he's going to be a rush guy, that, and that's it. But he did a good job coming underneath and helping us in the run game. Coach, talk a little bit about Ryan Willis. I mean, you seem to be excited about him. Where do you see his future, you know, two, three years down the line? If he keeps improving – um, I think he's got a chance to be a really good player in this conference. I really do. He, he, is, uh, he has shown me no reason to believe that he will do anything other than that. Um, he, he handles his business. He was up here last night. He's up here every night, which is something you want to see from a young quarterback. Uh, man, he loves the game, and, and he's a talented guy. And he listens, and he, he, he tries to apply what you tell him to. And the thing I also like about him is he's not exactly a robot. I mean – there's times when he'll get out on his own and do some things, uh, you know, and make a play every now and then. I mean, it's it's hard to play that position and be a complete robot. Now, he, you know, he's got to take care of the ball security aspect because that's that's raised its head, you know, in every game he's played in so far. And those things can be they can be prevented when you got your eyes in the right place and you understand what the coverage is and you understand what the front looks like. Um, as he continues to grow, though, the more he sees it, the better he's going to be. The more he sees it, the better he's going to be. And we're trying to give him a gazillion looks right now. And believe me, he's getting a gazillion looks. Those, those guys are giving him just about the hardest stuff he can get right now. So I think he'll only get better as he sees it more. we got to do a good job of protecting him so we can keep him healthy. And he's a big quarterback. And, man, I haven't been around a lot of them, to be honest with you. But uh, there's – I mean, he, he reminds me a little bit of uh, – he reminds me a little bit of, of uh, like, I'd say maybe Cliff back in the day. I mean, because he's a tall, long guy, very accurate, uh, very, very accurate, and, and moves a lot better than you think he does. Um, the, I mean, he, he's a unique guy. He has a little bit of a different skill set than people. Cliff probably moved a little bit better than him. Yeah, you know we we have uh, it's it, we have a bunch of guys that are there that 
stepped in the other day. Clyde got in there. Clyde McCauley got in there and played a little bit. He'll he'll wind up playing more this week. Uh, Larry Larry got banged up, man, and you know he he uh, he tweaked his ankle there. And man, I mean that's a tough dude. He came back in there. I was proud of him. He got back in there, and he really. I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to, but he got back in there, which was good to see. Uh, Larry Hughes was back in there playing. Uh, you know, we've got a bunch of young guys. Jacob Bragg is probably going to start for us at the left guard. Uh, you know, I, I think we uh, – our offensive lineman of the week or our offensive player of the week was our center. Keon Houghton actually played played pretty good for his uh, – for him coming back and getting back in there after Joe, Joe missed. I mean, it, it's good to see that competition kind of taking hold there. Now we need it to bleed over to production and being able to, to be competitive to get in fourth quarters where we have chances to win games. When guys – Yeah. Uh, well, I think the answer to that, honestly, is absolutely it is because you you get to a point where you just you operate on your athletic ability, and that happens with all young players, and it happens with some older players at times. But once you start understanding that the technique is absolutely the way you have to go, and and you start seeing it work for you, and you don't panic because you've been through it enough to see how the technique works, it starts sinking in. But for a young guy, I do. I think it takes a while. For them, which, you know, which as we sit here and talk and I open this conference with, you know, as we look at back at that tape and we say, all right, now listen, what if you did this right here? You know, you hate to say what if, but you know what? We got to learn somehow. So when we look at that tape and we say, what if these five plays are different because of this? And we're, we set with our inside foot like we're supposed to do and take away the inside initially. And we do, we talk about all the little things that go into it and guys are going, well, I mean, okay, it makes a lot of sense to them. So instead of just saying you got to block them, we'll we'll help them, teach them how to do it, teach them how to do it, break it down, and that's what we're going through right now with a lot of those young guys. And that defensive end was pretty stinking good. Now that dude was he was a man. Now uh, really, really good player. I mean, I hope that kid stays healthy for his his uh, uh, for his good build being because he's going to be a guy playing on that next level. He's a good player. Uh, a, a little bit, but not just for Ryan, uh, but because we have a lot of young players. So there's been a lot more um, time spent on fundamental training uh, to make sure that we are properly fundamental before we get into the group stuff. And that goes back to the technique. You know, it, it's hard to just go line up and schematically run plays and not do the part, what we call part, which is where you, you pull it apart and you extract those movements and you really teach how you actually execute those techniques. So, yes, we do. We spend a lot of time on Sunday now, or excuse me, Mondays, with, with uh, ex, uh, execution of fundamentals. We'll put extra minutes into that and lower the team time so we can really do a good job of training these young guys. We've got a lot of young guys here, which is good, but we don't want to throw them out there and then start creating bad habits. Um, you know, we may wind up giving a sack or two up here along the way because we have to be able to teach them the right technique and if they'll tr trust it and they'll learn it, they'll get, they'll get better at it and we'll cut off a lot more later on down the road. So there's a little give and take there. The defensive backs last week, there's been a few times where they'll, they'll hang with the receiver, but they'll want to turn their head around. Is there a fix for that? Is, I mean, is there any way to? A lot of it, I mean, it, it goes back to technique. You know, every, every one of those situations, and, and 
Coach Perry and I sat in his office on Sunday night and watched every single play that we've had throughout the entire year uh, that dealt with any kind of fade or any type of thing like that. Just making sure that we're progressing, that the fundamentals are correct, correct with those kids and where the breakdowns are coming so we can make sure that as we teach this week that we are closing the gap of the fundamental breakdown so we can we can close that gap and get closer to where we need to be and be able to execute a little bit better. Well, I thought we did a pretty decent job of it the week before. Um, I think we got we to gotta have a, a better uh, awareness of the next week is the next week and we got to continue to improve because we still, we got to close the gap from a technique standpoint and really, you know, right now we're just very young in, in a lot of places so we got to put a lot of time in those fundamentals. David, David, it's a little off topic but uh, you talk about the energy with your team. Sometimes before kickoffs it kind of like a dance party down on the sidelines with you guys trying to get some energy. Is that a coordinated thing? Is that something that you've always done? Or um, you know, we, we are going to control that. We're going to control that. We're not going to be dead over there on that sideline, which, you know, after the game, I, I, was, I, I was probably as upset as I had been at any point because at the very end, I just felt it kind of deflate. And I'm talking about just at the very end, I'm talking about the last minute of the game. Um, and I'm just not, I'm not used to that with those guys. And the great thing is they saw it, they knew it. And, uh, you know, we've got to be able to sustain that. You know, there's got to be – you've got to love this game now. And sometimes that means when you're not playing, if you're not playing, you need to be part of the solution. So what can you do to create energy and momentum? Because we control that. Now, we're not trying to be a dance party, but well, we are trying to create energy. And I'm talking more of the home games. You've got, like, three assistant coaches, I think, kind of front and walk-ons. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a noticeable thing that they kind of sway side to side. I mean, it seems like something that's coordinated by you to try to get that uh, well, it's actually, you know, that stuff is coordinated by that group. Coach Kimma, you know, is uh, he's a guy that, you know, really is big with our player development here and the things that he does. But Coach Jackson and all those guys, I mean, if you look a, across the way at Baylor, they do the same thing. You look across the way at Alabama, they do the same thing. And, I, I mean, there is a reason why that, it, that, that energy has to be up over there. It ha there's, it's such a mental game that you can't lose your edge for even a minute. Well, I think, you know, it depends on what they're doing schematically and where the opportunity is. And you know what? i tell you what. I was fired up about that opportunity because I knew we had it. And we did. We had it. We just didn't execute it. You know, we, um, we've probably done that. I bet we've done it 15 times over the last four weeks, and we've gotten it all 15. So for us to kick it out of bounds was unbelievably disappointing. But you know what? That sucker ordered uh, averaged 43 yards a punt the other day and did a great job for us. And nobody was more upset than him. I mean, I almost had to, like, get him to calm down. He was so upset because he knew it was there. But, you know, that's a teachable moment. I mean, listen, your heart's punting, pumping. You know it's there. You, you know, there's a lot of things that you got you to stay within yourself there, and that execution's good. You know, we had a great call there. It, it just didn't work out. Unfortunately, I feel like I cost our team from that point moving forward because we kind of went downhill from there. And, you know, we've got to do a good job, myself and our, our coaching staff, of when we do take those, those, uh, those chances of not letting, that, not letting that affect us. We've got to be able to drop the anchor, and here we go. If Jordan can't go, do you know what you'd do? Would you go with the experience of, of Larry, or, or would you apply the denial? It'll be a combination of probably Larry and, um, and, and um, uh, Clyde. Yeah. 
over there. And, you know, if we have to move another guy out there, we will. But I, I would I would bet that it's going to be between those two guys right now and really whoever practices better and, you know, how it looks like Clyde's coming along as to whether Larry can go over to the right. And all three of those tackles can play any of those spots. Uh, Zach cross-trained them. Having a guy like Jordan out, do you think that shakes Ryan's confidence at all? No, not at all. I mean, not at all because I know Ryan, <laughs> he's just one of those guys that he, he's so encouraging to the rest of those guys while he's in there. He doesn't ever yeah, – I don't, I don't know that he was even really too much aware or worried about that the other day. Uh, you know, Jordan, Jordan has played really, really well, but he also gave up a couple of those hits. So, I mean, it's a deal where we all got to compete. You know, he's got to be one that's got to compete better as well. Uh, so, unfortunately, we don't have him in here for him to go back and try to, you know, rectify the situation from last week and not playing great at some, some of the points. So, uh, but I don't think it'll be a problem for him. Clyde's a talented young guy now. Um, we like him a lot. He just doesn't have a lot of experience. Yeah, I'm very impressed. He uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of technique, but man, he can hit it. Uh, I said before he's got a uh, he's got he's got a powerful, powerful leg. He's got he's got some uh, some talent that you don't see in a lot of kids, and he's really doing a lot of that off just throwing that ball out there and kicking it. I mean, he's starting to work on technique to get a little bit better, uh, but he hit some good balls the other day. All right, y'all. Thanks a lot. Y'all try to stay dry. Enjoy the day. <laughs>